Open your Bibles, if you would, the book of James. James chapter 2. And we're going to continue our, our series of messages uh, based on the book of James. And I uh, hope that um, you're learning something from this. Tonight is a little bit... Um, um, it could be rebuking if, if we have problems in this area. It's uh, the sin of partiality, favoring one person over another for various reasons. And uh, I hope that we have the same mindset that God has, that, that He is not a respecter of persons, that He doesn't uh, uh, choose one to be above another based upon who they are and how, how they fit into society, uh, but he treats everyone the same. James chapter 2, uh, and we're going to read verses 1 through 13 uh, this evening. If you're physically able to stand for the reading of the word, I ask you to stand. James chapter 2, verses 1 through 13. My brethren, have not the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory, with respect of persons, for if there come unto your assembly a man with a gold ring and goodly apparel, and there come in also a poor man in vile raiment, and ye have respect to him that weareth the gay clothing, and say unto him, Sit thou here in a good place, and say to the poor, Stand thou there, or sit here under my footstool. Are ye not then partial in yourselves, and are become judges of evil thoughts? <laughs> Hearken, my beloved brethren, hath not God chosen the poor of this world, rich in faith, and heirs of the kingdom, which he has promised to them that love him? But ye have despised the poor. Do not rich men oppress you and draw you before the judgment seats? Do not they blaspheme that worthy name by, which, by the which ye are called? For if ye fulfill the royal law according to the scripture... Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself, you do well. But if ye have respect to persons, ye commit sin, and are convinced of the law of transgressors. For, what, for whosoever shall keep the whole law, and yet offend in one point, he is guilty of all. For he that saith, do not commit adultery, saith also, do not kill. Now if thou commit no adultery, yet if thou kill... Uh, thou art become a transgressor of the law. So speak ye, and do, and so do, as they, they that shall be judged by the law of liberty. For he shall have judgment without mercy, that hath showed no mercy, and mercy rejoiceth, rejoiceth against judgment. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for this day. We thank you, Lord, for all the blessings that you have bestowed on us, dear Lord. I pray, dear Lord, that you would just be with us as we uh, deal with the scriptures, dear Lord, concerning partiality. And I pray, dear Lord, that we will always be uh, be open to whomever uh, you put in our paths to to not to, to decide who is more important, who is less important, uh, but to recognize that, that none of us are anything without you, dear Lord. And, and it's only by the grace of God that we have everlasting life. And and, and that everlasting life is available to all people 
of all phases of society. Dear Lord, I just pray that you would just be with us this, this evening, that, that we will allow your spirit to speak to our hearts. We ask the thing in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. In the first century A.D., uh, the, the conditions were so polarized uh, that that polarization governed society. There were people that were either rich and there were people that were poor. There was, there was not uh, anything in between. And, and uh, there were, were people who were slaves and there were people who were free. There were the Jews and then there was the Gentiles. There were the Greeks and, or the barbarian. There was, there was no uh, middle ground. It was very uh, polarized. Uh, and, uh, and, and whichever category you found yourself in, uh, that was a category that people treated uh, in, in different ways. But when it comes time to, uh, to deal with people uh, on an individual basis, it makes no difference who they are, where they come from, what is the color of their skin, what they look like, how much is in their bank account. It makes no difference to the Lord. And, and it should never make a difference in our life either. Um, uh, part of the good news of the gospel is that Jesus Christ, uh, in, in Jesus Christ, social barriers, barriers lose their strength. Uh, Paul wrote to the to the Galatians in, in Galatians three twenty eight says there is there is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither bond nor free, there is neither male nor female, for ye are all one in Christ Jesus. Uh, we are we are all one in Christ. And also over in Colossians chapter three and verse eleven, he says, "Where there, there is neither uh, where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcision nor uncircumcision, uh, barbarian, uh, Scythian, bond nor free, but Christ is all and in all." Uh, these scriptures point out the fact that 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 the gospel of Jesus Christ is to go to all people, and as a church. Uh, we need to understand that and make sure that we don't let the traditions of our fathers and tradition of our neighbors carry on and, and be ex, ex, uh, uh, exploited in the Lord's church. Uh, there's no place in the Lord's church for this kind of thinking. And, and uh, the, uh, I've heard preachers try to talk, talk, preach messages about uh you know, separating certain races, and I, 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 I just, I just was just floored. I thought, you know, okay, I, I've heard that in some places, but I would never see that. But I've seen it, uh, and, and it hurt. It hurt badly. Hurt me. You know, I, I, especially as a young preacher, when I first saw it, uh, I, uh, uh, I, I, I was a young preacher. I was ripping and raring to go. And uh, I, I really wanted to reach the world with the gospel of Jesus Christ. God put that in my heart. And, and I got cornered by a bunch of preachers down in South Florida that just raked me across the coals. And I tell you what, it was tough. It was tough to come out of that because I, I realized, you know, I'm in the right in this. That God's not a respecter of persons. And I'm going to reach whomever comes my way. 
And, and that's because that's what Jesus did and that's what's in the scriptures. I don't care how they try to twist scriptures to say things it doesn't say. Uh, there, it is not in the word of God uh, to go to carry on uh, as some people have 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 taken it. Uh, it took a while for uh, this truth to sink into the hearts of those that were Christians in the New, in the New Testament. Even even the Apostle Peter had had to be told this truth through the vision uh, uh, and then a special outpouring of the Holy Spirit in, in Acts chapter ten when when Peter went went up on the rooftop and at the uh, uh, the, the tan, Simon the Tanner's house and uh, there at Joppa and he seen the vision and, and God did something to Peter to to help him know it. He seen the the sheep that was let down before him and all manner of uh, beasts both of the clean and the unclean and, and, and the voice coming from heaven says Peter rise kill and eat and, and, and Peter said wait just a minute no there's some unclean animals in that and, and, the, and the voice told him says, what God has cleansed don't call unclean and it was a lesson for Peter to know that Gentiles are, 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 are able to receive the gospel just as Jews are Jews had a problem with this because throughout the Old Testament, uh, they were instructed to be within their, their own uh, groups, not, not to intermarry with others. And, and the reason for that is a very good, good reason even for today is that when you uh, intermarry with those uh, Gentiles, then you also intermarry with their, their religious beliefs of the, of the Gentiles, which was all uh, idolatry. And that's what Paul was, I mean, God was trying to protect the Jewish people. Uh, there were some people where Gentiles uh, were, were, were inter, inter, uh, married with the Jewish people, but they all became uh, followers of the Jewish nation and, and the God of the Jews. Think about Ruth in the book of, uh, in the book of Ruth. Uh, she's a Moabite, uh, but she married an a Israeli uh, 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 man who was the son of, of I mean, not uh, Ruth's, Ruth's daughter. Um, yeah, it was Ruth. Naomi was his mother-in-law. Wasn't it? I'm getting my, my, my story here. Uh, Naomi, uh, she, she married the son of Naomi, and, uh, and she claimed the, 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 uh, the God of Naomi. She, she said, your God is my God, and I'm going to follow you. And, and so uh, in those sentences... They, they went and followed the Jewish, the God of the Jews. And that's what, what uh, uh, that, that they would precaution. Even for today, uh, those who haven't been married, they need to find someone to marry that is of their, their religious faith. Someone who's saved, someone who's going to believe like them, and, and to, to, to have a life together that you can worship God together. Uh, uh, Peter had this problem. He wasn't sure about that. He was Jew through and through. And he had problems with the Gentiles, just like most of the Jews that day. Uh, but but, uh, but in, in, in uh, Acts chapter 10, verses uh, 34 and 35, then Peter opened up his mouth and said, Of a truth I perceive, or I understand, or I have come to the understanding, I perceive that God is, not, is no respecter of persons. Uh, but uh, in every nation, he that feareth him and worketh righteousness is accepted with him. Peter had to come to that realization. He, he, he struggled with it. Uh, he had a problem with it, but he had to figure it out. Um, uh, because of the sin, uh, from, from the second chapter of the, this epistle of James, it's apparent that showing partiality was still being practiced in, in the, in, 
uh, and its sinfulness needed to be pointed out. That's why James dealt with this issue in the book of James. He, he, he's having to deal with, with that same uh, 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 kind of feelings that people had for one another uh, that they shouldn't ought to have. And James is having to point that out and tell and teach them that God is not partial. Um, the, the sin of partiality is still prevalent in some forms today. Uh, and, and so as we ex examine the scriptures, uh, uh, let's consider what James has to say on this subject. Uh, consider, first of all, exactly uh, what is the sin of partiality? What is the sin of partiality? As manifested in James's day, we know that other scriptures, uh, that Jewish Christians often showed partiality in regards to the Gentiles. Remember when Jesus went to the woman at the well? Remember the conversation that went on there? Uh, he sat there and talked to her and she was confused. Well, wait just a minute. Why, why are you talking to me? Because Jews have, don't have any dealings with people of Samaria. Uh, she was very aware of it. Jesus is aware of it, and that's exactly why he sat there and talked to her to break down those barriers, to let people know that the, the salvation is not just for the Jewish nation, it's for all people. And, and it's amazing that Peter didn't learn his lesson at that point when he came back with the other disciples uh, and he saw Jesus talking to the Samaritan woman. He didn't, they didn't discuss, you know, how, how uncouth that was, how out of tradition that was, and that you just didn't do that. Uh, he didn't discuss all of that. They just sat back and remember, you know, and watch what Jesus was doing. Uh, and, and and still he struggled with that. He struggled with that later on in life. He still had it. You folks, people don't change overnight. Some things that's inbred into them. Uh, their thoughts about different people, different groups of people. Uh, and, and I, you know, I, I grew up in, in on the bad side of that. Uh, and uh, I'm embarrassed by some of the things I witnessed as a child and heard as a child, and, and I'm embarrassed by that, and I know there's gonna, some people going to answer to God for some of the attitudes that they had towards other people, and, and I'm just not going to be one of them. As, as long as I'm pastor here, uh, we're going to have our doors open to anyone who wants to come and worship with us. There is no description, no, no, no restrictions. Uh, there, there, it, uh, it, regardless of what economic background they come in, whatever, uh, whatever nationality they come from, uh, whatever the color of their skin, it makes no difference. Uh, we are uh, 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 taking the gospel, as Jesus said, uh, into all nations, which means uh, all ethnos, every nationality, every ethnic background. That's what Jesus said. And, and I'm just foolish enough to believe and obey what Jesus said rather than what some of my parents and others have said. Uh, all right, so as we look at this, uh, uh, we're, we're, we're look, talking about the sin of partiality. This epistle, the problem was showing partiality between the rich and the poor. In verses 2 through 4, it says, For if there come unto your assembly a man with a gold ring or a goodly apparel, and there come also a poor man by a raiment, and ye have respect to him who weareth the gay clothing, and say unto him, Sit down here uh, in a good place, and say to the poor, Stand thou there, or sit here under my footstool. Stood footstool, are ye not then partial in yourselves, and are become judges of evil thoughts? Um, today, we can also be guilty of partiality by showing partiality between rich and poor. Uh, we can make judgment calls when someone comes to church, you know, if 
we, we can choose who we're going to buddy up to and who we're going to be friendly to. And they look at someone else that, that may not be dressed very nice, may have a aroma about them that might not, you know, be uh, acceptable. And, and, and you, you think, well, okay, here's a place over in the corner you can sit and, and try not to disturb the services. And, you know, uh, how, how do you deal with that? How, how, how are we dealing with that? Uh, uh, we need to be careful. Um, uh, giving preferential trip, uh, treatment to visitors at our church based upon their clothes. We shouldn't. We shouldn't do that. We shouldn't. We shouldn't uh, analyze who's coming in the door and say who we're going to be friends with and who who we're going to kind of uh, just kind of keep our distance from. That's not what the gospel of Jesus Christ is all about. It's not for uh, picking and choosing who you're going to be be friendly with and who you're not. Uh, we're to be friendly and we're supposed to reach all of the world. Not just a certain segment. There are no throwaways in God's economy. There's none that's just just too far gone to be reached for. And uh, uh, you know, we've had a, had a time with a young man who was homeless and was coming for a while. And, and I don't know what's going on with him. He, he won't answer my phone call and you know, I'm still praying for him, hope that he'll come around and see him again. But I, we did our best, you know. We tried to help him. And, and, and uh, I hope he'll come back again. And, and, and I hope that he'll, he'll understand that we love him and that we want to see what's best for him. Uh, and, and so most of you folks know who I'm talking about. Uh, uh, showing ho- maybe showing hospitality towards rich friends while ignoring those who are poor. Uh, sometimes it's also it's turned around. Sometimes it's the poor who despise the rich. Uh, uh, but showing and also by showing partiality between people of different races. Again, this this is easily can go both ways. Uh, you don't you don't show partiality from one uh, group to another. Uh, and also we can be be uh, have difficulty by showing partiality between friends and visitors in our services. And I and I want to applaud you and uh, how that you have. Uh, really done well with uh, welcoming visitors. I credit this to some of our lessons from care uh, and some of the exposure of how to treat visitors. And you folks are doing a phenomenal job. And I hope you'll continue uh, that effort to reach those visitors, uh, share with them, uh, to not just say, hey, I'm glad to have you. My name is so-and-so. Your name is what? And then go and sit down in your sweet spot. But to get... To get uh, to know folks, uh, to 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 figure find out about them, to be friendly uh, to them, to to and to interact with them, I think that's imperative. Uh, you know, to not shun anybody, and, and y'all are doing a fantastic job with that, and I appreciate that. Sadly, the sin of partiality or being biased and prejudiced and racist sometimes is probably just as prevalent, uh, if not more so, than it was in the days when James wrote this epistle. Uh, our, our society is divided today. Uh, I believe there's some reasons for it, but those, those divisions that are in the world, they do not belong in the church. And they should never be in the church. And don't ever let that happen. This makes, this makes the words of James very relevant, uh, relevant and, and worthy of consideration. Let's consider, secondly, uh, why Christians can't show partiality. Um, why Christians can't show partiality. Jesus Christ is a glorious Lord. He is a glory. Verse number one of our text says, My brethren, 
Have not the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory with respect to person? It, it is possible that this point was being implied by James in using those, his label uh, of Jesus to introduce uh, the subject. Or, uh, what, does, what does our partiality have to do with the Lord of glory, we can ask. Uh, but as, as Christians, we profess to be Christ's disciples or followers whose goal is to imitate Him. We're, we're to be imitators of Jesus. That, that's, if we call, call ourselves Christians, uh, I, I know people didn't call themselves Christians in the New Testament. They were called Christians. And why were they called Christians? Because they were acting like Christ. And so if we're going to wear that title, if we're going to be Christians, then we need to be uh, people that would imitate who Christ was. In Luke chapter 6 and verse 40, says the disciples, It is not above his master, and everyone that is perfect shall be as his master. Uh, we, if we're going to be mature, we're to be as our master. Who is our master? It's Jesus Christ. Uh, and we need to be imitators of him. And so uh, for that reason, we can't be uh, a, a, a partial person. We, sh we should not be that kind of a person. Uh, our actions are likely to be considered by others as a reflection of what Jesus uh, teaches. Uh, when the world sees us and sees if we have partiality from one group or another, they're going to judge our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ by what they see in us. They're going to see us and they're going to, they're going to judge our Lord by what we demonstrate. Listen, so you've heard before, you're, you're some of the, you're, you, to some people, you're the only Bible that some people ever read. Your life is the only example of what a Christian ought to be for them. And what they see in you and how that your God is your God, uh, they're going to judge your God by how you live. And we need to ever be aware of that. Never let our guard down. Never lose our testimony. Never allow someone to see us mess up and then make a judgment call about our God based upon what we've done or what we uh, should, should have done or didn't do. Uh, whatever it is, don't let someone, uh, your testimony, uh, it have an impact, a negative impact in somebody's life. Uh, we're Christians because we're Christ-like. And let our lives show that we are, are, are Christians. If we show partiality as Christians, we leave the impression that Jesus himself is partial. And, and we don't want to ever do that in our lives. Uh, therefore, we're not, if we're not careful, the glory of the Lord can be tainted by our, our partiality. We don't want anyone to think bad about our Lord. And because of how we act, it's going to be a reflection of that, that idea, that, uh, 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 that testimony that we have before the Lord. Um, uh, we become judges uh, with evil thoughts in, in verse number 4. It says, are you not then partial in yourselves and are, are become judges of evil thoughts? Uh, God has always hated unjust judges. Jesus himself warned about the dangers of judging in Matthew chapter 7, verse 1. Judge not that you be not judged. Uh, he, he, was, he was concerned about that. Uh, the need to make, a right, uh, uh, make righteous judgment uh, was also necessary. And in John 7, 24, it says, Judge not according to their appearance, but judge righteous judgment. Uh, to have righteous judgment. 
Uh, if we judge against the poor due to our prejudice against them, we will find ourselves fighting against God. If we are looking down our noses at those who are economically just are not uh, as well off as maybe we are or we think we are, and, and we, we, when, we, when we go against them and kind of judge them and, and show partiality to them, you know, we're going against God. In Psalm uh, 109 and 31, it says, For he shall stand at the right hand of the poor. To save him from those that condemn his soul. God's going to be standing there taking care of the poor. He's going to be looking after the poor. We despise uh, uh, those God has honored uh, if we despise the poor. In verse number 5 says, Hearken, my beloved brethren, hath not God chosen the poor of this world, rich in faith, and heirs of the kingdom, uh, which he hath promised to them that love him? Uh, have you ever noticed that um, uh, that people who who know what it's like to, to to just not have everything that most people have are are more inclined to follow the Lord to trust the Lord? It's harder to to reach rich people. Uh, I'm not saying it's impossible, and I don't think that all rich people are ungodly. I don't believe that at all. I've talked to you about this. I know some very godly millionaires. Uh, but, uh, but it seems to be just easier to reach the people who are lower down on the socioeconomic ladder. I know that in Romania it was that way. Uh, we started a church in the village of Tinkabest. And uh, we started with a group of people to society. And in our minds, they would be considered peasants. Uh, they did. They worked in the fields. They they didn't finish school. Uh, they didn't have running water in their houses. Uh, they they were on the lowest end of the social economic ladder. But they loved the Lord, and I'm seeing as I, we follow their lives, God is blessing them. Uh, God has blessed them tremendously from where we were when we. That's what God does. He picks up those who are, who are, 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 are down and, 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 and picks them up and, and heads them in a better direction and helps them. And, and they're, they're uh, doing much, many things in their life that they never dreamed possible uh, because they have just lived their life for the Lord. And God's blessed them. And, 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 you know, it's, it's just amazing to see that. And, and if, we, if we look down our noses in judgment uh, to those who are, are, are less financially, we are going against God. And He's going to protect them. Uh, you're not doing yourself any favors by doing that. I guarantee you that. You're not doing yourself any favors by going against those that God loves. Uh, but both then and today, God has chosen to honor the poor. Poor. The gospel was proclaimed to the poor. In Luke 7, 22, it says, Then Jesus answering and said to them, Go your way and tell John what things you have seen and heard, how that the blind see, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised. To the poor, the gospel is preached. That's what Jesus said. He said, Go and tell John what's going on here. To the poor, the gospel is, is preached. The majority of those who responded were among the poor. Both then and today, God has chosen to honor all men. 
all men. I, I mentioned back in the book of Acts, chapter 10, and verses 34 through 35, when Peter opened up his mouth and said, Of a truth I perceive that God is no respecter of persons. Uh, but of every nation that feareth him and, and worketh righteousness is accepted with him. Therefore, when we show partiality because of a person's race or because they are a stranger we do not, uh, that we do not know, then we despise those who God has honored by his offering to them salvation through the gospel. Um, the Lord tried to reach those with the gospel while he was here. And woe unto us if we don't try to reach them ourselves. Because of their economic background. That should, if that ever comes into play, uh, we, we have a serious problem. And, and I hope that we will uh, we, we understand this and we will guard ourselves from this. Uh, don't give in to the temptation that society might, uh, might put one person more important than, a, than another. Uh, and, and elevate some who are more important and push down those who are, are to the world might not be as important. Uh, do we want to face God on the day of judgment guilty of such a crime? Uh, I, I, you know, I just, I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to be that person. Uh, I've grown up in it. I've, I've been surrounded by it. Uh, and, and I'm just not going to be that person. Uh, that will will uh, will judge between different people from the economic background. We honor those most capable and likely a, a, of oppressing us, is what James is saying uh, in, in verses six and six and seven. But ye have despised the poor. Do not rich men oppress you and draw you to the judgment seats? Do they not blaspheme that worthy name by the which uh, ye are called? Uh, rich people are constantly oppressing the poor people. Uh, they, they would make them work long hours and, and not give them much pay. And it was, like I said, there was two societies. There was the rich and the poor. And, and if you were on the wrong end of that, you became oppressed by them. And if you tried to, uh, to, to uh, 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 pro proclaim as a poor person uh, the gospel, he would blaspheme your God. And that's what was going on in the New Testament. He would he would be an oppressor of those uh, that would be uh, that would be followers of Christ. The rich were doing this to the Christians in James's day, who are the ones most likely to oppress Christians today if they if they uh, came down to push and shove. Well, those those ones that would that would that would give uh, uh, oppression to Christians today are those who have the resources to do so. Uh, all the time you're hearing in the, in the news about Christians who are, are having to go to court to save their business because they don't want, they take a stand for godly principles because they, they, they want to, you know, they, they draw the line in their convictions that they, they don't want to do a particular thing for different people because uh, uh, of their, their religious beliefs and, and they're being oppressed by that. Uh, and, and, you know, that's, you know, we're always being oppressed by people in, in, that have money, and they have a lot of money to back it up uh, and, and to come against us. It's, it happens today. Um, uh, we, we also could break the royal law in verses 8 through 11. It says, uh, if you fulfill the royal law according to the scripture. Now, don't be thrown by that royal law. When, when we think about royalty, what do we think about? We think about a kingdom, okay? 
We're thinking about a kingdom. We talk about a royal law. And so he's talking about the law of the kingdom. According to the scripture, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself and do well. You do well. But if you have respected persons, you commit sin and are convinced of the law as transgressors. For whosoever shall keep the whole law and yet offend in one point, he is guilty of all. For he has said, do not commit adultery. Uh, said also, do not kill. Now if thou commit adultery, yet if thou kill, thou art become a true transgressor of the law. Uh, we, we break the royal law, which is uh, uh, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. This is one of the most fundamental laws uh, that God has given. Uh, it was proclaimed by Christ in the book of Matthew. It was taught by Paul in the book of Romans. Uh, and as emphasized by James, by breaking one law, we become guilty of all the law. That's the way the law works. You can, you can, you can break one part, but it makes you guilty of, of, of all the law. To show partiality is to make one as guilty as if they committed adultery or murder. If you break any part of the law. Uh, and, and, and so he's, he, James is illustrating this, this is a bad, this is a serious offense. To be, be show partiality. And, and people still struggle with that, I know. And if you're struggling with that kind of thing in your, in your, in your heart, uh, boy, I tell you what, God needs to work in your heart and let you know that, you know, uh, God, uh, God came to save all people. And, and if you struggle with these kind, of, these kind of feelings in your heart, you better get over it. Because one day we're going to be in heaven. And regardless of how you like, who you like, we're all going to spend an eternity together. You may as well get used to it now. Uh, forever is a long time. And, and if, you, if you have struggles with this, you just need to get over it. Because you're going to be, you're going to be, uh, be, be in this for the long haul. Uh, um, James uh, is emphasized by James by breaking one law and you became guilty of the whole law for we, uh, for we will one day be judged by the law of liberty is what is also brought out in verses 12 and 13 uh, it, it says uh, so speak ye and so do as they that shall be judged by the law of liberty let me stop right there what's the law of liberty well we'll, we'll get to that in just a second uh, for he shall have, uh, shall have judgment without mercy, and that showeth no mercy, and mercy rejoiceth against, the, the, against judgment. That, that law of liberty, if you just want to turn back one page, you may not have to turn on back one page to, to James chapter 1, verse 25. 125. And, and it's talking about being doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves back in 22. Uh, but be a hero of the word, talking about the word of God, being doers. And then down verse 24, it says, And if any man, if any man, man among you seem to be religious and bridle not his tongue, I'm the wrong verse, verse 25, up one. Uh, but whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, and this man shall be blessed in his deed. And so this perfect law of liberty is talking about the Bible. It's talking about the Bible back in, in chapter 2, verse, 20, uh, uh, verse number 12. Uh, judged by the, the law of liberty. Uh, it's talking about the Word of God. We're going to be judged by, that, by what's in this book. But if we apply man-made restrictions upon others like showing uh, partiality uh, do, and, and do not show mercy towards others, then no mercy will be shown unto us. And we've, we've read about that in back, back in the book of Matthew, chapter 14, and verse 
uh, back chapter 6 and verse 14 and 15, he says, For if, if ye forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Listen, uh, it's, it's a serious matter when we have and suffer from the sin of partiality. In conclusion, tonight I want us to recognize in view of all these things, we can understand why James would say, My brethren, have not the faith of our, our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, the, the Lord of glory with respect to persons. He's telling them uh, that are struggling with these issues, just as some may be even tonight, struggling that God is not a respecter, respecter of persons. And we should never um, try to be um, someone who's going to promote that. Uh, it should never, never never happen in the church. And I hope that you don't struggle with this. If you do, I pray that you get your heart right and you understand that Jesus didn't make them, didn't matter who, who or whatever, uh, that he, who crossed his paths, but he was, a, a, he was a, a, he came to die on the cross to save uh, the sins of all mankind. Uh, we we teach our children, at least we used to teach them songs. And I remember in the same church that I was in as a child that would um, go on visitation. And I remember them in my house sitting around the ta kitchen table discussing when they go on visitation. Well, what are they going to do if they knock on the door of someone uh, uh, of the, the black race? Well, we're just going to tell them that we're selling Bibles. We're selling for 50 do $50 a piece and ask him if you want to buy one. I heard this with my own ears as a young child. At the same time, that same church would take me to church and say, uh, sing, Jesus loves the little children, all the children of the world. Red and yellow, black and white, they are precious in His sight. Jesus loves the little children of the world. And, and as a child, I was confused by that. How is it wrong in one place and right in another? I, I, I tend to believe and follow what the pattern that Jesus had before, before us, dear Lord. And I just hope that we will ever, ever be open to whomever may come our way. That we will present Christ to whomever, whatever social status they are, economic status they are, that we will love them, that we will respect them, and that we will reach them with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Uh, that's what James is trying to get across. Uh, uh, we, we, can, uh, we can also understand, be uh, Peter's, uh, understand better uh, Peter's uh, reasoning why he had to accept the Gentiles in Acts 11, 17, says, for as much then as God gave them the the like gift as he did unto us who believed on the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, what was I that I could withstand God? Peter learned his lesson. He understood that all people uh, was, was who Jesus died on the cross for. Uh, there was not no pick and chooses. And we, and we are more likely to heed the prayer and admonition of Paul if we will, uh, uh, will let these, these guards down. And it's, uh, uh, these thoughts... Let, let, let them go. In Romans 15 and verses 5 through 7, it says, Now the God of patience and consolation 
grant you to be like-minded one toward another according to Christ Jesus. Verse 6, that you may be with one mind and one mouth glorify God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Whether you, wherefore you receive ye one another as Christ also received us to the glory of God. God, uh, Christ received you. And as Christ received you, he is willing to receive all that come to him. Um, we serve a glorious Lord. We serve to do the things for his glory. May we never allow the sin of partiality bias, prejudice, or racism to taint that wonderful glory in any way. Amen? Amen. Amen.